Welcome. This is Race Card. Oh, Ladbrokes, mates mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. Summer. Oh, it's always on the rundown. Summer carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 And speaking of Ladbroken it, uh, who better Ladbroke it than the lad himself? His name's Nick Quinn. He joins me. Good morning, Quinny. Good morning, Miles. Good morning to all. Now, last week you managed to overcome what was written in your screen to absolutely nail that cross every time we did it. I expect you to set the bar equally as high with not only that, but some would say equally as importantly, some would say more importantly, shoot the lights out with the tips. That's what you did last week. That's what we're here to do again today. What are the confidence levels like, my friend? Uh, pretty confident. Now, like I said, I'm not notoriously a Valley man, but I've got... Uh, I've got Two there I like later. I think Ramwick's the go today. Um, and I think Infatuation and Gaza Blanca we're going to talk about and hear some audio on. We've already had people text in already, um, like Sean in Adelaide, saying he wants a third leg of the multi. I think Gaza Blanca's a bit of a multi-builder up there for Sean in Adelaide. I think there's some really good horses at Ramwick. I think there's a couple at Toowoomba we can back. I think there's a couple at Doombin we can back and one at Morfittville. I reckon... I reckon there's money to be made today, but it's a look. I think overall, if you looked at the Mooney Valley card, and we're going to start there, that that most of the favourites on form you have to have on top, nearly, don't you? They're a favourite for a reason in most so. of these Valley races. I think so. It does look like one of those days where if you're doing the form, you are leaning to a couple at the top of the market. But if you can take them on and get a beaten, that's when we could be richly rewarded. Well, let's start with the Valley, um, and let's see if we can just go out of 2022 with a bang, and um, we'll lad broke the bookies. That's what we'll do today, as much as we love you guys. It's, it's all about finding winners. Now, race number one, uh, with the scratching of Delibes, which I was keen on, uh, there's a bit of spruit going around for Mancier, and, uh, and Croatian Bell's been well-supported. Small field can be tricky at the Valley, which way are you leaning? It's between those two. I'm probably just leaning towards Croatian Bell. Yeah, I think I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit for this first race. I do think there are some good betting races today, but this is probably one where I just want to look and learn a little bit for the reasons you just alluded to. Because if we want to shoot pretty straight later on in the day, we probably want to have a bit of a bank. So I'm going to sort of let these runners go around here in the first and get involved later on. But Croatian Bell was very impressive winning on debut at Mooney Valley. With around a three dollar eighty chance on that occasion, so probably potentially ran maybe above market expectation just a little bit, but should be a small but competitive field to start the day. Yeah, I like it uh, from you, nice and smart. We got a race number two, Vermentinio heavily supported. I think you Ladbrokes opened a dollar eighty, and then it's been consistently hit now a dollar forty. Um, I can't see it getting beaten. There's a bit of a push for Exeter. Dancer Dubai got a decent push from Catherine Coleman earlier on in the week. Um, but, look, this looks a horse, this Vermentino. It certainly does. And good luck to those punters that snapped up the early overs there as well because I think you're on pretty good terms with yourself right about now. He's done nothing but firm. He's going to be one of the shorter quote favourites anywhere across the country. He's a perfect... Perfect record at the moment and looks really well-placed to carry on the win today. He was resumed from a spell with two very impressive victories. I like the fact the horse won well on debut. And then they went for a spell. Now, often, if you see them do that, these leading stables, it's a sign they've got a big opinion of them. It could be a big day for the May used to stable because they've got 20 horses across the country and a lot of them are very prominent in the market. They've got seven favourites across those 20 runners. They've got six runners at the Valley, three are favourites. They've got eight runners at Warnable for two favourites, four runners at Ramwick with two of them favourites. We know you're keen on 
potentially one or two there. And then Gosford and Nara, they've got representation as well. So I think this would be a good way for those to get involved and kick off what could be a big day for their team with a win. Yeah, I've got a heap of audio here. I had Lucy Yeomans on earlier in the week. Gaza Blanca, Kettle Hill and Vermentino, I'm very keen on everywhere. We'll go to race number three, though, at the Valley over the 3,000. Now, I, I, I'm never a fan um, of some of these. I think they're very difficult. But on form, I'd probably be with Eaton. Yes, I think so. And, you know, Eaton's going to be right in the thick of it as well. Should get a nice run there from the draw. I think I'm going to be a little bit more disciplined at the Valley today. Eden's got the wide draw, so you just anticipate Craig Williams might be able to ease forward, be positive and put the horse in a good position. It was very impressive winning last start. Over the 3,000 metres, basically, you just need not a lot to go wrong over the first 2,500 metres, and then it can be a war of attrition over that final 700, and Eden, you would anticipate, would be one of the runners that will run a very strong trip on the back of that 3,000 metre victory last time out, again with Craig Williams in the saddle, although it must be said it was a $21 chance on that occasion uh, Race number 4 over the 2040, I'm with Matron Bullwinkle, they elected not to go to Sydney they've come here, I know the draw's sticky uh, open 240 into 210 um, I think it's one of the Mar Eustace ones uh, that should be winning, it's not a uh, it's not a best for me, but I, I will back it yeah, I'm with you there. I think Matron Bullwinkle will get the job done. And one punter's had a decent bet, one bet of $16,735.48. So basically that says to me, everything we've got in the account will whack on here. This horse was terrific, winning over 1,700 metres on the first race on Oaks Day. And for mine, I think it looks pretty hard to beat again. Can you tell me, how much was that again? It was $16,735.48. So I reckon the punisher said, what's in the account? Bang. Chuck it on well, the Well, that's a, that's a $35,144.50 return uh, on that for that punter <laughs> at the current quote. Uh, let, let's, go, let's go to race number uh, five we move into. This is where it starts to get difficult, in my opinion. Um, I was happy to probably lean towards real sensation of Luke Oliver's at the top with Ben Mellon rather than Florida Dream from the inside gate. I, I just no disrespect to Hannah Edgeley, but if you're sort of half going to miss the kick here over the mile um, and you get caught in gate one, it can be the trickiest place to be in Australian racing is three back the fence at the Valley. Um, so I was leaning towards the one and three and four pence of Cliff Brown's thought that if that could cross and lead um, and get a drag over from Real Sensation or sit outside the leader, it was a chance as well. At least at the 1,600 metre mark, sometimes they can spread out a little bit. So you can get that chance to ease off the off the rail. I totally agree with you when you're looking at those shorter trip distance races where all of a sudden, if it doesn't go smoothly out of the gates, you are in that sticky situation and you've just got your heart in your mouth hoping that something does come your way. But Look, the Luke Oliver team, they're absolutely flying. I expect their runners will run well again today. But I think this is one race where you can make a case that probably a, a couple more than we've seen in some of the other races on the program, the fifth on the program. I think one horse that might run a cheeky race is another one there, Supreme Belief from the Luke Oliver stable as well. Daniel Moore in the saddle, one well three starts to go, and I reckon could get a nice little run in transit and run a good race there at odds as well. Currently a $9 chance on the fixed odds. So... I think we anticipate there's a good chance we'll see Luke Oliver in the winner's enclosure post-race. It's just a making your mind up of which runner it will be. Which one? Uh, race number six over the mile. Uh, it's all about Wright and Rose here. Uh, 460 into 235. We're at the scratching of Kettle Hill, which goes north. 
Uh, and it'll be very, very hard to beat up there, which we'll chat about later. Uh, the w- interesting one here for me is Knight's passage from the McAvoy team. Uh, it's placed here track and trip. Both times it's run well here. The McAvoy horses, I seem to like them at the Valley. I think they all, all normally run well there. This is a horse that's got a reasonable record at the trip. I didn't think it was the worst at the 13s and 340, but I've definitely got Wright and Rose on top, but I'm not excluding Knight Passage at the $13 mark. Yeah, it's just a start where your last backing was very impressive, winning the Wodonga Cup two stars to go and certainly lost no admirers behind Nicolino Vito at Flemington last time out. But Peter Moody, I mean, he's trying to bluff us into saying he's a small boutique stable and he's <laughs> taking an army of horses to the Mooney Valley today. Most of them are market leaders and most of them look mighty hard to beat. Yeah, I've got one of them a little bit later. We'll get to very, very shortly. Race number seven. This is an interesting one, a really interesting one. I had a chat to um, Catherine Coleman, and, and there was a slight suggestion for Rivenoir in this race that they may ride the horse cold, that they're going to have a look at the race, maybe leave it up to Stacky. and the suggestion was made that they may ride the horse back and ride it cold. Now, if that is the case, I would have thought that this is going to set up for Ice Picnic um, at the top of the market. I've, I've only got... Um, uh, I've only got the two. We're three twenty for Ice Picnic. We're two seventy at the moment with Ladbrokes for River Noir. I'm probably leaning towards Ice Picnic just in regards to gate. I think if River Noir drew a gate, I'd be with it. But geez, I'm I'm, I'm wary from it from uh, gate thirteen. I hear over the twelve hundred. Yeah, look, I think Ice Picnic's a horse that's always had big wraps on it as well. If you go back to some of the early days when they were talking about this horse that was going to be one that would potentially go right through the grades and burst onto the scene with a couple of big victories and there's been a little bit luckless at various stages since that point in time as well. But I think second up today from a nice draw over the 1,200 metres, I'm with you. I think Ice Picnic is a good starting point here and if the horse can recapture the form that saw him win those first two career starts very impressively, I think he might be right back on track today. Let's move to the next here. This is going to be my best of the day. Race eight, number eight, she dances. Inside draw, Linda on a leader. Uh, won its last two um, at the trip. Sixes into 3.30. few scratchings, though. Uh, I still think the 3.30 is a good price. I think this horse will jump close enough to 2.50, 2.30. Well, it's your best bet, so I'm going to hand to you. Explain to the listeners why you like this horse. What makes it the best bet on the program? I, I, I'm... I'm I'm, if you go back through the form lines here, the run at Cranbourne over the 1,200 in the Class 1, I thought was super. Starting price profile at $1.85. Gate 6 had a little bit of weight. Uh, I wanted to see it there because it had put in a, a bad one before that. Then it's come out at Flemington in a 70 and gave Rivenoir, um, I thought, a touch-up. I thought it did it superbly. Went up half a kilo. There wasn't a lot of support. It started at uh, at $10, and I thought that was a pretty handy uh, a little price. I had a bet that day. I think the way the horse can dictate, I, I like Linda. I like how she rates horses. I think she's the best front-running jockey in Australia, let alone Victoria. I think she is the best front-running jockey in Australia. Then I'm trying to find something to beat it. The pseudo, the run at Cotton, yeah, it won a maiden. It won it well. But, geez, that, that race was weak. Like, really, really weak. Boldinio is probably the next pick. I don't like packing and form at all. One and a half links in that race off, off Red Card and Deuce. That form hasn't stacked up. Red Card copped a spanking the other week. Deuce went no good when it missed the other race. Maximilius may be another one that at its best could hit it. I just don't think there's anything else in the race to get near it. Kotel, 
Um, the run at Flemington in 70 behind Four Real Life and Dazzling Lucy. That wasn't a very strong race at all for a BM70 there. They hit a gold carrot. I, 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 I just thought that, you know, when you find a horse, you go, right, it maps perfectly. It's got the right jock. It's in form. Find something to beat it. I couldn't. I just couldn't find yep. anything that was in a race strong enough to get anywhere near it. I think it'll win by two or three and, and really put them away. That's what we like. That's the confidence that you can bring to this show. And, and you've got your <laughs> tail up and you're sticking fat and we like it. So, no, I'm not talking you out of it and uh, I'm not disagreeing at all. So we might get on together and then later on in the day we can end 2022. And what's been a pretty fruitful year, I dare say, with a nice highlight. Yeah, oh, hopefully it will be. Um, Croatia in the last, oh, I think that's probably going to be my next best. I, I think this horse will take a sit somewhere. I don't even care if it's, if it's one off. Um, it went back to weaker grade. Uh, it goes back here to a 70. Um, it just took care of them in, in that 64. There's a horse in there behind there called Magnum Bullet that had plenty of weight. I know weight stops trains, but um, I thought Magnum Bullet's half all right. Before that, it had the run at the Valley uh, from gate five. Uh, I just don't think it was quite ready. I think uh, Quarasha, um, with a little claim here, is probably going to be very tough to beat in the last if I had to pick one to beat it, look, maybe a horse like Throntari or Starlight Scope at a price, but it's probably my next best at the Valley, I think, late, Quinny. And there's a lot of horses coming into this race with good form as well, which does make it a little bit more challenging, doesn't it? When you look down your form guide and you've got a lot of last start winners, a lot of horses that have placed first up from the campaign that could potentially take benefit going into today's assignment as well. So... I think it's going to be an interesting final race on the program and, and doesn't make it any easier that a few of them are having assignments that's potentially not their grand final. So we might have to follow a few of these going forward and see how we go from there. Yeah, it might be one of those races where, depending on my bank, as to how hard I go, but um, I'll be having a go the race before, responsibly, of course, as always. Hey, uh, Quinny, what we might do is we'll jump to a break. On the other side of this, can we look forward to Flemington and we'll have a look at the Chester Manifold and the Baggett. We've got some audio here. Uh, also from uh, Lucy Yeomans on Persan and San Huberto. I think it's a two-horse race in that. I've already had a bit of a nibble at San Huberto myself, um, and we've seen about 13s into 11s or something like that. So we'll jump to a break, and we'll come back with Flemington on the other side. This is Miles Fitzner, Nick Quinn for the race card, all thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroke it together this summer carnival. See what I did there, Quinny? Summer carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. This is Race Card, Miles Fitzner with you, as well as Nick Quinn from Ladbrokes. Don't forget, you can Ladbroke it and Ladbrokes Mates mode. Ladbroke it together this summer carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Send us a text 0499 736 736. Quinny, I want to turn our attention to Flemington tomorrow. We've got the Chester Manifold and the Baggett. Have you gone forward and had a look at a couple of the features here? Look, I have. And to be honest, I think today, try and shoot straight, build a bit of a bank. And I think it's a good punting program tomorrow. Now, the the most interesting race of mine is the Baggett because you've got Persan. Now, on his best, and he got back on the winner's list last start, you'd think he, I wouldn't say has a mortgage on this race, but looks mighty hard to beat. He's $2.70. You've made a case there for San Herberto, the stable mate, who's an $11 chance. But I really think Persan's a good starting point here because you look at some of the other runners at the pointy end of the market. Regal Lion, ultra consistent, but probably doesn't win out of turn, a 480 chance. And sound, I mean... 
basically we had the swan song for sound before last start. It was meant to be his retirement <laughs> and they were going to send him out and he ran fifth in the Sandown Classic or the Zipping Classic and they said, we'll send him around again. He was fourth in the Packenham Company. Bob's up again here. He's $5.50. I just think that per sand and sound are way too close together from a betting perspective because Persan is just an absolute out-and-out winner. He's won eight times in his career. And Sam, he's been a marvel since coming to Australia, but he's only won those two races, both of them in the same race, the Zipping Classic. So I know who I want to be with, that's for sure. Uh, look, I, I can't knock anything that you've said there on Persan. I, I want to mention San Herberto. Uh, this horse has been running in some superb races and has run into some very handy ones, including Luna Flair, Francesco Gardi, going back to October uh, twice. Then ran into Sulcombe and Luntzies, um, of course, and then went to Caulfield again and ran in and up behind Gin Martini and team captain uh, over the 3,200 there. They give the freshen up. They come back in trip. Now, I want to mention it's a Tommy Two play all day. I think the four and the one are going to get a bet as well as add Regal Line into your exotics and you'll go pretty close. Um, I, I want you to hear this audio from Lucy Yeomans in regards to Persan and San Herberto. Just waiting on... Yeah, Persan's a really happy horse. We were so excited to get his, get that win last start. He's been a long time in between drinks, um, but he's come through the run in great order. And he's a really happy horse here at Cranbourne. We just keep him out on the back trails and um, have a do a little bit of jumping with him. Um, but San Herberto, um, he's a new horse to the stable and we're applying the blinkers um, for the first time. And his work's been fantastic. So it's very, very hard to split them, actually. I'm not sure who I'll be cheering for. They're both, both <laughs> lovely horses. Um, but San Herberto, just a bit of the lighter weight and the blinkers, um, yeah, I think he'll be running very well. That's all. They might have sharpened him up um, for this. Um, so your Persan and Sound on Persan and San Herberto. Is that right? But you've got no, Persan no, no, on no, top. No, 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 absolutely. Just no, Persan. I'm, I'm spot on with you. I couldn't be more with you. I'm Persan and San Herberto is the one to save on for mine. Yep. I can't believe Sound is, short as, is as short as he is. So oh, he's yeah. an absolute marvel, but he just, for mine, he's taking up too much of the market and therefore we can bet around him and hopefully get a few coins out of the race. I like that. Let's go to the Chester Manifold. I've seen this one a little bit differently. I'm, I'm not following the Nicolini Vito uh, form lines as such, um, uh, as in how well that horse is going. I think that might have been probably its best the run before. I know Pal de Oro's flying. This is what Lucy Yeomans had to say about Pal de Oro before we discuss this. Pal de Oro, he's obviously in great form. He's strung two together this prep. Um, he's a funny horse. He's off his track work. You wouldn't think he's sort of going very well, but he's very much a race day horse. And um, Jamie Carr on board's a big tick also. So, you know, the chances of um, stringing three in a row together are always always low, but um, he's going really well and he's got a lightweight. So hopefully he can run well again. I'm, I'm against Powder Oro here, Quinny. I'm going back to our Uncle Lindsay and our old mate Corner Pocket. Four from six at the trip. Declan Bates has ridden this horse for eight of the 11 wins. Last time he was on it was at the Valley, uh, where it ran uh, about a length and a half off ASAR. Stockdale's taken the ride um, in the December prep, um, where it ran it in behind Umgawa, and then ran 1.3 off Nicolini Vito and Biometric. It's two from three third up, this horse. I think it draws nicely in seven. I'm corner pocket all day. Okay, he's. Uh, I mean, this is a. He's a fascinating horse, really, isn't he? The way the corner pocket burst onto the scene and looked like 
he was going to be the next big thing and then had a couple of issues along the way. But, I mean, has come back with two nice runs, this preparation. And you've always got to respect the horse, Doja, that came on and won eight in a row. But then he's, without a win in his next seven starts, has been a beaten favourite in three of his last four outings. So maybe getting a little bit costly and a little bit frustrating. But there's a lot to like about the horse and I certainly wouldn't go no. What do you think of Nicolino Vito? Because this is a horse that just loves the Flemington straight six attempts for two wins and a narrow defeat. One last start. Do you think sometimes we overlook the obvious, which was the horse that got the job done last start? Or do you think that was more circumstantial and now you think corner pocket looks primed to turn the result? Yeah, I think it was more circumstantial. I think that was I think that was peak in the way the race was sort of um, was set up from a quality perspective. I mean, if you go, you've only got to go back and and um, um, Nicolini Vito was getting rolled at Ballarat quite comfortably, uh, even earlier in November at Flemington. It was a fair way off off uh, Vespertine, I thought, and I know that were, they were better quality. I just think this is a better quality race. I think the Ruffy or, or the long shot in the race is this US Galloper subconscious for the Mar Eustace team and Johnny Allen, um, uh, the import. So I, I, I'm I'm leaning away from the Nicolini Vito and biometrics. I just think this might be a bit hot. Powder Oro, big chance, um, but I'm just not sure that Packenham form is going to stack up. I think the one that's got the improvement um, in 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 it left is Corner Pocket. If that can get back to to some of its best um, with the with the jockey on that it likes, um, I'm pretty happy because. When you're eight from 11, when you've ridden a horse, and three times, the other three times, he ran third on this Declan Bates. He gets along with it. Tommy Stockdale's been on the last two. I'm, yeah, I just thought it looked it looked almost a no-brainer, but maybe now I'm reconsidering after your comments, Quinny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just, oh, just, just, just Talking myself out of it here. Just, just asking the question. You've got to stick to your convictions. And, but it just, I, I like the way you flesh it out because a few of the listeners might be saying, well, hang on a sec, why are you taking this horse when this horse beat it last start? But there are reasons, and a lot of horses can take improvement further into the preparation as well, and corner pocket might fall into that bracket. So, no, I'm just, certainly not questioning you. Just We're just having having a healthy discussion. Fleshing it just, out, shall we say. Just quickly, um, this is what Catherine Coleman had to say. Uh, about the, all the moody runners on this day. She said uh, something I found quite interesting. Um, there's a couple on Sunday that I'm really looking forward to seeing again. Hennessy Lad and Shuffle Dancer both look really nice races for those two. Um, also, Cy, Jamie Carr on board. Um, you know, you can't really go wrong there. So I think Sunday, um, all of our runners are in the right races. They're all a decent little chance there, even if you want to have a little moody multi. I like the moody multi. I like the moody, moody multi. multi. I'm probably going to risk Powder Oro, but I might multi the others. Rolls off the target into the heart, the moody multi, doesn't it? It certainly does. It certainly does. Um, <laughs> yeah, moody multi on Ladbrokes. We know Moods does his great work with Ladbrokes, doesn't he? He does indeed. He stole the show over Christmas with some of, the, some of his comedy skits as well. So there's just nothing that man can't do. You've just got to ask him. Did you have anything else at Flemington before we jump to the news and we'll skip up to Ramwick for today? Flemington tomorrow? Yes. Uh, I think we can, yeah, I, I actually quite uh, quite like one later on in the day. I think we can get the job done there with race eight, runner 12, Victory Bay. has been runner-up last two times. Hopefully it's third time lucky this preparation. Trained by, of course, Peter Moody. $3.50 at the moment. I think that'll firm up between now and race time. 
Victory Bay. I'll be following you in, Quinny. We're going to jump to the news on the other side of this. We'll go up to Ramwick, and I'm keen on at least three up there, maybe even four. This is the race card, thanks to Ladbroke's mates. Mode Ladbroke it together this summer carnival. As always, gamble responsibly. And send us a text, 0499 736 Welcome back. If that doesn't fire up, I don't know what will. <laughs> this is a race card. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Mates mode, Ladbroke it together. This summer carnival, gamble responsibly. Nick Quinn, Miles Fitzner with you. Uh, Quinny, you'll love this off the text. We just heard in the news that Cristiano Ronaldo has gone to a Saudi Arabian club for $314 million and Damo's chimed in off the text talking about big signings. He said, hello, Milo. How good is it having Quinny on board? Was a big fan when he was at the tab and now he's killing it at Essien and Ladbrokes. From Damo, now... Quinny, $314 million for the changeover. Um, a few of the jerseys getting sold out the back of Ladbrokes with Quinn on the back. What number would you have on the back of the jersey? <laughs> the only thing I might be able to sell is, you know those British guards that have the big high hair? I might be able to flog a few of them. But I don't think, uh, don't think I'd get the signing bonus there back, Miles. So uh, good luck to those investing, and uh, hopefully we can have a bit of fun in 2023. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, that's a legit text too, Quinny. I didn't make that up. Uh, that's that was you've got fans out there, Quinny. You've got you've got fans out there. Let's go to Ramwick, um, and I'm keen to kick it away here in the first. A Bjorn Baker runner infatuation. I think this horse is a, a genuine Magic Millions chance. Um, open five bucks. Um, I think it was sitting around the three dollar three ten or twenty mark. Now into two dollars ninety. Um, I think the little pumper is the major danger, um, but I've got it as one of my best infatuation. I think it'll get the job done early, Quinny. Well, that's what we like, too. A nice way to start the program and get the job done. And, uh, look, it's not uncommon to see these two-year-olds emerge at this time of year and potentially back up and do something pretty special in the next week or two. So hopefully we can start the day with a little bit of a bang there. And I'll follow you in and we'll see how we go. Highways, I don't touch them ever. Do you? Uh, Look... I'm not going to say I'm ahead on them over the years, that's for sure. I'm looking in the eye and say I haven't been betting on them either, though. Right, we're going to race number three, uh, and this this one is half-handy. Uh, this Gaza Blanca now, you'll re- you'd remember, of course, Quinny, uh, when it broke the track record. I think it was, was it Weekend Hustler or Eduardo's track record? It was Weekend Hustler's track record, wasn't it? Um, where it beat Greece um, by three lengths at Cranny. This is what Lucy Yeomans had to say on Gaza Blanca, it uh, was around the two seventy mark now, into a dollar ninety, uh, and I still think that's a bet. Yeah, he's a lovely horse. Um, he's yeah, he spent sort of the beginning of his preparation down here at Cranbourne with me, so I know him really well. But yeah, he he's absolutely flying. The team in Sydney are really happy with him, so um, he should be hard to beat. Hopefully. Yeah, this is going to be close enough to best of the day up there. I would have thought, Quinny. Yeah, and the fact that he came out and broke a track record at a $10 chance at Cranbourne going back two starts, was just beaten last time out in potentially a hotter race going back to the start of December. Looks well-placed today. A couple of weeks between those races, drawn nicely. Brenton Abdullah in the saddle. I think we'll be carrying yours, mine, and plenty of punters' hard-earned cash across the day and does look a really nice anchor for the multi-bets. Yeah, it's exactly right. Let's go to race number four on the card, uh, benchmark 78. I'm going around pretty wild here of, of Wallers. Um, there is a bit of a theory going around about um, Waller horses second up. Um, I'm with Rupert Tarr, um, uh, this winning Rupert uh, horse.
horse, a mare, should I say, this winning Rupert mare of Bjorn Baker's. I think uh, if it can, get, it's got a good record overall. I think this, if this horse can recapture some of its previous form, I think it'd be hard to beat here. It was just put in a bad one, just one bad one. Yeah, possibly, absolutely. And the horse I'm really looking forward to seeing return is the second elect here in Pokarakara, who burst onto the scene and then had a few luckless performances as well. First up from the Bryce Hay stable today, wearing those famous speed colours. And I'd like to see this horse put it together this campaign. It's looked good at two recent trials as well because it did look to have a lot of upside, especially going back to that Gosford victory in June. Uh, race number five on the cards are midway. I leave them alone, but I know Dean Watling was very keen on Oakfield Duke, currently $4.40 with Ladbrokes. Well, then we might need to get involved because that's normally a good push from one of the best in the business, $4.40. There has been money as well for number 17, Broken Arrows, a $9 chance. Uh, race number six on the card uh, over the mile. Uh, I thought Steely here for the Ryan Alexiou team uh, with the claim. Dylan Gibbons is going as good as any. Um, last couple, uh, I think it's been superb. Um, it draws inside. I'm trying to find something to beat it. I was on Jojo was a man last start at around the $13 mark. Um, but once again, I was just trying to find something that could actually beat it. And if it puts in um, just a standard run from an inside draw, I think it's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I was on JoJo's with you last start, remember? Yes. But I went the place. It was just bittersweet as the horse got the job done. <laughs> I was thinking to view it. I don't know. I never normally do that. Normally, at least I have you know five units to place, one to win. But I went straight out the place, JoJo's, and I was dead set. It was a very funny feeling because you've backed a two dollar thirty winner, but you've left a lot on the table, haven't you? Yeah, you certainly have. It's always tough like that. Uh, not with JoJo's again here. Uh, look, a chance, but the fact that, as you said, in a similar race last time out was thirteen dollars, and now we're taking four dollars eighty today. Yeah. I think Steely does deserve to be favourite. It has been a little bit challenging for favourite punters, but I think Steely is probably the, the starting point. And a horse that has tested the patience and pockets as well, number five, Bullfinch, I think could be an improved today, fifth up into the preparation. But no, I wouldn't talk to you out of Jojo was a man, was very good to your last start, was good but not as good to me, but that was all self-inflicted. Yeah, well, I've got my money from it. Steely for me. Race seven over the 2,000. No idea here. My number's uh, five, four, two, and one. I think any of them can win. I've got no clue. Tough as old boots. Yeah, ain't no deal done. Now, this is a horse that absolutely burst onto the scene. They expect, uh, they pivoted from going to the Victoria Derby, where I reckon he would have had the race at his absolute mercy. I'm going to have something each way here on runner five. Too much caviar. Back on the winner's list last yes. time from the Gay Waterhouse stable. I think we'll be up on speed again today and give a good sight. 6.50 the win, 2.30 the place. In an open race, that's one where I'm going to have something on. And Morris is me dad. A fascinating race. Finally broke that maiden two starts ago. It was a little bit underwhelming last time out, but I'm going to keep that horse safe for the multiples at 14 the win and $3.90 the place. No idea, Race 8. It's a field. I think Vowmaster, Sacrimony, Quick Tempo, Dehorn, Unicorn and um, can all win. I've got, uh, what have I got? One, twelve, six, and 4. Maybe in the quarter, you might even add the 3. Abelagio miss. No clue. What are the, what are the great names? Dehorn, Unicorn as well. Yeah, so yeah. gets a little point there. Vowmaster is another fascinating runner. A horse that initially looked like it was potentially going to go on and be a group one contender or something that good but uh probably has been a little bit underwhelming but again i'm happy to stick with bound master on an each way basis i've been a bit forgiving here because we've seen a lot of these horses that maybe 
underwhelmed slightly in previous preparations kick off their campaigns today. So I think Bowmaster's one I think I'll be looking for improvement from, that's for sure. Race number nine, here it comes. Now, are you a Stranger Things fan, Quinny? No, no, you'll have to bring me up to speed there. Well, the, the, the song that they sort of resurfaced from the 70s or 80s was running up that um, hill, and this Kettle Hill will be absolutely bolting in, um, responsibly, of course. Uh, this is what uh, the team had to say about Kettle Hill. Yeah, we, we think he's a really nice horse. We, we thought he was pretty well ready to win first up, and he just ran into a bit of traffic and was a bit of a hard luck story, but really did flash through um, and hit the line strongly when he got the chance. So we do think um, he should be running very well. Jewel uh, accepted. Uh, and then decided to go up here. I love horses, international horses that have their second run in the country. They always need one, I think. Um, I think it'll be too strong for these. Jason Collette, gate 11. Um, I think this thing will win. Well, that's good confidence as well. $2.30. Do you think it might be one that pundits sort of gravitate to throughout the course of the day as well, potentially by the time the race comes around? Absolutely. Would you see us I, taking yeah, much shorter a quote around yes. that even money mark even? Absolutely. You watch the, the May Eustace team will start to have a day out and uh, and they will come. With my magnificent stats that they've got those 20 runners across the country, a few of them might winning and punters start to pile in. That's it. Um, race number 10, I've got no clue. Um, I'm taking Kettle Hill, one out McQuaddy, and then I'm nearly field, 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 I reckon. Well, that'd be a good way to do it. Keeps you entertained. You get Kettle Hill up. You can brag to your mates that you got the quaddy that night. That's a good starting point. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No thoughts on race 10 from you? Uh, look, not really. I've had something previously on show some decorum. One well first up from a spell just beaten last time out. $5.50. If you're itching for a little fun each way play, I'll be with show some decorum. But I don't dislike your quaddy approach. We're going to jump to a break. We'll come back very quickly. We'll have a look at Ascot and some best bets. I know we've got the Perth Cup. I want to touch on that. Um, so we'll jump to a quick one on the race card. Miles Fitz and Nick Quinn. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes mates mode. Ladbroke it together this summer. Carnival gamble responsibly. Ascot and best bets on the other side of this. With Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Welcome back to Race Card with thanks to Ladbrokes, Ladbrokes Mates Mode. Ladbroke it together this spring carnival. As always, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Miles Fitz and Nick Quinn with you. We've got about six minutes left of the show, Quinny. Um, thought we had another break, but we don't. Um, can we go to Perth? Uh, have you had a look at the Perth Cup field yet? It is big and it's wide. It is indeed, but I reckon there's a good play here. And I like the fact that Patrick Maloney, who has had a breakout year in 2022, he won his first Group 1 race aboard Rock and Horse, causing a big upset there. He nearly had it at Melbourne Cup as well. He looked the winner there before finishing second in that great race. And he has been absolutely, I'm not going to say starving himself, because that might give a negative impression, but working very, very hard because he got offered... A ride in the race a few weeks ago, he looked at the form and said, that is me. And he said, I'm going to do everything that's going to take to get down in the weight. And he's gone over there, and hopefully that's going to be a winning move. So I'm hoping that he can have a bit of luck there aboard Alaskan Gold. He's got three rides on the program. He's with Mountain Ash in race four and Tell Nothing in race nine. But Alaskan Gold, for me, I'm going to have something each way. I think the horse has got really good form lines, should be ready to peak there, and hopefully Paddy Maloney can make all that hard work Worthwhile, and the man that normally sits where you sit. Well, we're used to this, but he's got a he's got a runner in the race now. 
for the likes of you and me, that would be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. That's how Gareth Hall rolls, and he wasn't even 100% sure he'll bother going to the races. That's what a big shot he is these days. So good <laughs> luck to Gareth. Good luck with him and his team with number nine, Holly Enchantment, who was third third up from a spell, goes into this race, fourth up, double-figure odds there, and could potentially run well. But I'm sticking with number three, Alaskan God. Who have you got? Yeah, look, I think Alaskan God can win. I think Nerf Boss can't be ruled out either with a horse that absolutely loves um, this trip. Absolutely loves the trip, and you know that they uh, they work towards this every year. I think the other chance is truly inspired uh, for Adam Durant and William Pike. Very funny the weights in this, isn't it? How you've got uh, one at 58, one at 56, and the rest are at 53. So um, it's a funny old weighted sort of a cup. But, um, yeah, Alaskan God... Uh, then Nerf Bosk, truly inspired. They're the ones that I think can all feature in that. Um, there's another couple throughout the day. There's one I want to mention, Race 6 in the Latrice Classic. Race 6, number 3, Al Safina. I've been on it the entire yep. time. It's put the picket fence up. It just continues to win. Uh, it's a winner, um, and uh, you can use that in your multis. Eight from ten, it's a proper horse. Well, not only does she keep on winning, she keeps winning at back of the odds. This campaign, she's yeah. had three starts for three wins. She's gone around, well, she was 360 into 280 late first up. She was 235 last time out. She was a dollar eighty in getting the job done there on December 17th. So it's amazing she's not going around even shorter. She's one eight of 10, as you mentioned. William Pike sets it here again. That does look a lovely anchor for the multi-bets. And the only thing putting me off a little bit is that she's not shorter in the betting. And I think we can start the day with a win too. I love the victory of home James last time out at Ascot. Yes. I think this horse can make it two in a row, and hopefully we can start the day with a win there. Brad Parnham set to steer for Neville, and hopefully they can kick us off in the best possible way. Yeah, I agree with you all day, every day there. We've declared our Safina the last three. I'm not declaring it here, but it's definitely a bet. Hey, mate, um, we've got about... Um, oh, how much How much time do we have, boys? We can t- about three minutes. I want to grab your best bets around the country, please. Okay. I'm going to stick with race seven, number two, Ice Pick Nick to get the job done. I think can yep. salute there at Mooney Valley. And I'm going, to, I'm going to be honest, I'm taking the shorts. Race two, number eight, Vermentino through the multi-bets. I understand too short for a lot of people, but that's the way I'm going to play it. Later on in the day, we can have something on a few runners there at Randwick. I'm going to have something cheeky each way in the last race on the program. On a horse I gave a little plug to there before in Show Some Decorum, race 10, number 8. Currently just $6. I think that's a nice little play there. And I'm with you on Gaza Blanca, race 3, number 2. That's my best bet at Ramwick. I know you're going to cast the net a little bit wider than me. What are your suggested plays at each venue on this magnificent what? Saturday of racing? Randwick will start there. Race one, number nine, Infatuation, as mentioned. Race three, number two, Gaza Blanca. And race nine, number three, Kettle Hill. They're the three standouts quite clearly at Randwick. Uh, Mooney Valley, um, the two late. Race eight, number eight, She Dances. And race nine, number two, not as big though, Croatia, however you say it. Then Doombin, race six, number six, Stroll. I reckon it'll beat Count the Beans for the O'Day Hoisted team. I'm keen on it. Um, Morfordville, race seven, number three, La Crema, already getting support. Stable flying in the last two or three weeks, Michael Hickmott's stable. And I think La Crema will be getting it done there at Morfordville. So that'll nearly pull me up. Um, I'm going to leave the King of the Mountain alone. I thought Argyle Lane could win the King of the Mountain at Toowoomba, but that would be about it. Robbie Dolan singing uh, Midnight Oil, King of the Mountain at, uh, at Toowoomba this evening.
Quinny. He'll be superb, Robbie. And I've just got to mention this. We've got a share in a horse running tomorrow. I always mention them because the last thing you want to do is they win and you don't yes. get them a Race six, this horse has been frustrating this campaign. Race six, number five, Dragonstone, hopefully a chance, but the hot favourite I am me looks really hard to beat, chasing a fourth straight victory this preparation. Dragonstone's one of my favourites. You've got a share in it. I do indeed. He's been magnificent. He's one of the 0.1% share of horses I've gone in that I've actually made money on in his career. Hopefully he can bounce <laughs> back tomorrow and at least get into the placings. He won a race 12 months ago, so he's undefeated on New Year's Day. That's what I'm going to cling on to. Quinny, uh, appreciate you jumping in. You do a superb job with everything Ladbrokes. We love you guys here. Um, honestly, a privilege to, to get to do an hour with you um, in these last couple of weeks. Looking forward to a couple more come 2023 before Gareth comes and takes his chair back. No, it's been great fun. You're more than welcome to slot into Gareth's position anytime. In fact, one day I want the show with you, Gareth, me and Dan Cobby together. I reckon we might have trouble just getting everything said in an hour, but we'll have a lot of fun if we try. <laughs> Yeah, we certainly will. Happy New Year to you, mate, and all the team at Ladbrokes. Thanks, Miles. You too, mate. Thank you. Nick Quinn there. Uh, he's a star. One of the nicest fellas you'll ever meet, Nick Quinn, from Ladbrokes. Uh, and their mates mode. You can Ladbroke it together this summer carnival. As always, gamble responsibly. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That is it uh, for 2022. Uh, appreciate all the texts, all the support. Inputs, you name it. Um, Swanee said, I missed your morph one, Milo. Uh, no, I'm not. I think Lakes Folly can win, Swanee, but not entirely sure. I'm with La Crema there. Um, thank you to everyone that's texted in, all the producers and panel ops all behind the scene. It's been a great year here uh, from everyone at SEN Track. From me, um, have a safe, happy and prosperous new year. If you are travelling, please, please travel safe. Got plenty of time to get there. Don't forget, though, uh, if you aren't doing much tonight or you do have the cricket on the TV and want to tune in, every single SEN station, myself and Chad Sayers, will be calling the strikers via the Melbourne Stars live from Adelaide Oval. You can join us tonight to see you in the new year. Thanks to everyone that's chimed in. Uh, we love you all. I know we have a laugh. We have a gag. Sometimes we push the limits. That's what it's all about. Just having fun. Don't forget, track sides on today. See you soon. Happy New Year.